What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It's your main man, J-Mac, here on this beautiful Wednesday evening. I'm here with B-Easy. Brandon, what's going on, man? Hey, Justin. How's it going, man? Doing well, man. Good to be back. We were off last week, and it was weird not doing radio. It feels like we did... Well, it was kind of a week off for a lot of shows. Uh, Just Peachy was off last week, too, but it still just feels like it was forever since we've been in the studio. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's been that time of the year where people take off uh, for vacation, things of that nature. So I think we had a lot of uh, catching up to do content wise uh, on the website. So that's been on, running on all cylinders. And man, uh, it's good to be back. It really is, man. We had a lot of that stuff to do. And it, we are, uh, you know, in the development of a couple of new things as well. And uh, there's just a lot going on that kind of now that we're done with some of the bigger picture stuff we're able to actually concentrate on a lot more consistent content and a lot better content overall so it's a it's an exciting time and it's man it's been a hell of a like week i was telling you uh yesterday that it feels like tech was just in the the uh, national championship game like two months ago and it was like a week and just a little bit of change now ago it's crazy yeah, man. Uh, a lot of things happening with sports, too. I think that's another reason for it. Uh, what, Tigers came back and won Dude. the Masters. Uh, you had the uh, end of the Final Four tournament with the NCAA championship. Yep. I mean, it's just nonstop. Dude, the thing about Tiger, I was I said this on Twitter, I hand up admitted that, or admittedly said that he would never win another major again. So I'm really happy. I'm glad to be wrong. I'm glad to see that he was able to do it. I fucking love Tiger. Dude, can you believe that the whole incident where he you know, got into the fight with his wife about cheating all that and all that and ran over the fire hydrant was 10 years ago. Man, that's that's crazy. I know. It it was great to listen to all the guys at Augusta talk about how how much Tigers overcome. It just it made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that that is pretty funny. I mean, it was kind of interesting to see his kids there and all that stuff compared to, you know, what was it the, the first time he won it? His dad was there. Yeah, absolutely. He that's where whenever he kind of like went and hugged his son, that's exactly where he hugged his dad back in the day. Uh, no, that part of it is amazing. I Again, I'm pulling for Tiger always like Tiger's my favorite golfer of all time. And it's not even close, but I just I thought it was great to see him get to live that out for his kids because they've never seen that Tiger Woods before, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really awesome. Big things in sports have going on. I think the craziest part about it is just that it there's so much like lag time after the Super Bowl. Like we were dead for like a month until this tournament started, and then it just everything kicked into overdrive at, at one time again. And here we are, like mitts playoff hockey. You and I've been watching. You're watching the Stars game right now. I'm watching the Bruins game right now. There's just, it just doesn't stop. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's some great playoff hockey yesterday too. Uh, while I got to sit in with you guys uh, recording in studio uh, for the uh, on the break episode for the playoff edition with playoff basketball. So, yeah, it's all over the place. It really is. And that's a whole other thing, too. We were talking about that yesterday. Like, it's really refreshing for me not to have to listen to talk about LeBron in any way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you guys uh, talk a little bit about Magic Johnson, the comments he made? Oh, dude, a little bit. Yeah, we talked about that in the episode before, but man, that what do you think of that whole thing? <laughs> that thing's a mess. Uh, I listened to uh, a little bit of it, but the fact that he starts out, you know, gave his whole press conference like, yeah, I'm going to resign from my position because uh, he was what? President of yeah, uh, president of basketball operations, which doesn't operation. actually mean anything. 
sure, you know, it's just the the guy to like, you know, clap his hands and just, you know, be like, hey, you know, good job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go talk to the players and be like, back in my day, I did this. So, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, listen to him go up there, and then he starts. Then he begins and goes into a totally off the wall approach on it, uh, just saying how, oh well, you know, w- we had this big meeting and they're talking about next year. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to be here next year. Dude, unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah. Didn't even tell his boss that he was going to quit. So no. no one knew he was going to quit until he came out and said that at the press conference. Yeah. If any yeah. of you did that to me, I would absolutely slander every one of uh, one, every one of you on the blog for months. I would never let it go. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'd Plus, be pissed. Uh, well, and on top of that, I mean, then he starts talking about like, you know, yeah, I talked to Serena Williams and, and you know, Serena's like, hey, you know, I need your mentorship and this and that and and people on, you know, other basketball players and other teams. And he's like, you know, I can't do that. I can't go to Twitter and talk the way I want to talk and Dude. all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, because you're an employee of the of, of another the, team. Yeah. <laughs> of the team that you played for and represent all the way around. Like, it's crazy, man. And it feels like he so this has been a pretty interesting trend because nobody like this has worked out very well so like uh phil jackson running the knicks for example it was an unmitigated disaster and i've said it for years i think phil jackson was a very overrated coach i think whenever you start uh coaching mj and Shaq, things get pretty easy i mean yeah come on Uh, you know and so i think people are kind of seeing that with the way that Phil Jackson ran the Knicks into the ground. And so I think that the Lakers hired Magic with the right intentions, and I'm sure he took the job with the right intentions. But the problem ends up being that Magic never really wants to do the work on anything. He just likes the limelight. He likes to be out there smiling and be the mentor. And he's a great businessman. Magic Johnson's a great dude in a lot of ways. And part of being Magic Johnson is just being able to be Magic Johnson. Do you remember the show that he had very briefly a long time ago? Yeah. It was called The Magic Hour or something like that. He quit that within like three months because he was like, oh, I actually have to do things. I mean, could you really imagine Magic Johnson in the offseason in those gyms in Lithuania watching your future Luka Doncic playing? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> no, he's he's just like anything else, you know. He's a... Uh... He's, I always kind of saw him as like a Michael Irvin, you know, he's, he's all personality. And then on top of that, he's got a bit of a shady past with getting out of situations and court cases and you know, how, how it goes with personality. So yeah, personalities and money. Dude, I was, which obviously caused me to reflect on uh, the Donald Sterling clip of him saying, what has Magic Johnson ever done? And then he just responds to his own question real fast and just says, he's got AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Gets me yeah, every that, single time, dude. <laughs> that and he plastered his face on all Burger Kings. What was that, a decade ago? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, man, it just, it, that's a wild situation. I love it, though. I The question that we've been pondering on the, ba- uh, the basketball show is, is this good for the Lakers or is it bad? It's really kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I think ultimately it's going to be good because they're going to be able to just move forward and build their own chapter as opposed to having to reflect on the past, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Well, and Magic clearly wanted to, like, tamper, basically. Like, he wanted to go talk to other players on other teams. And now he can do that openly. Not that he wasn't doing it openly when he was with the Lakers, but he's doing it. Now he can do it all he wants. Free range. It's the perfect job, in which case it may be helpful for them. 
So I don't know. There's it's it's a double-headed coin there, I would say, but it's got the, this summer's got some big implications for the future of the Lakers and LeBron's legacy, so they better do this right. Yeah. But they won't because they're the Lakers. They'll either make we talked about this the other night, I think. If they hired Becky Hammonds, who's like an assistant for the the Spurs, as the first female coach, that'd be huge. That'd be absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. That'd be that, a good that'd... move. She's probably a year away from being like ready, just like any other assistant would be. But that'd be a good move. And it would buy them a lot of PR. The problem is that LeBron would just dash it all to hell. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. And then it would look like, oh, well, he doesn't want to play for a woman and it just gets to be this whole bent mess. Because that's exactly what would happen. Which is ridiculous. She's incredibly qualified. Yeah, I don't see LeBron taking orders from a woman. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's that. I just don't think he wants to be coached at all. Oh no, not at all. He wants to be the coach, you know. Right. I don't think it has to do with uh, gender at all. I think that he just doesn't want to be coached, and that's fine. I love that they're thinking about hiring the coach from Cleveland, Tyron Lue. That is so funny. But again, yeah. we don't want to get too too much into basketball back and forth. But there's just a whole. Uh, we always talk about the Lake Show and how. Oh yeah, well it's the you know the Hollywood scene and and Lakerland and everything like that. Uh, it's a it's a it's a clown party. Definitely is a clown party. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm yeah. fine with it. Just not exactly the show that they're hoping for, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, but there's been some other big things going on as well. Uh, I mean, that is sports related. I definitely want to bring up, uh, you know, Dirk Nowitzki at his final game as Dallas Maverick. 21 seasons. Guy was amazing. Crazy, dude. Good for him. I was I, we talked about this throughout the year, I think. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought that it was going to be his last last go around. It felt that way. Yep. It would have been really awkward if it wasn't. Yeah. You think uh, he'll end up in the organization doing something? Yeah, they've already talked about it. That's going to happen. He'll be back with them next year. It's going to be as if he didn't leave. He's just not in uniform anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's uh, there's been a lot of that stuff out there right now as far as retirement. Dwayne Wade retired as well. Um, yeah, lots of big stuff in sports. Lots of kind of just general sports news not a lot of just like entertainment news going around right now it seems like right yeah really not too much uh entertainment news i mean there's been a few things that have happened uh we've had a couple music festivals that have occurred uh over this past weekend coachella occurred so we'll get into that here in a little bit uh another thing is uh we just have a lot of movies coming up like john wick 3 comes out next month definitely yeah. psyched to see that uh, and there's been a few other things announced Had Star Wars Celebration. So new Star Wars trailer, uh, The Mandalorian, that's another show from Star Wars that's going to be coming out that I hear is supposed to be very intense, kind of like a Westworld um, take, like an R-rated take on Star Wars. So that might be interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, is there anything that's caught your eye recently? Dude, I feel like all my efforts have been working on this new show that Jason and I have been working on. So have we talked about this on radio yet? Uh, not just yet. So let's hear it. Well, fuck, yeah. We're just going to do it. So that's what we do. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really... We're, we're going to do an official rollout on, on it and everything. But Jason and I um, have collapsed the football show entirely. And a couple of reasons for that. It's... Uh, I really liked what we did with the football show. It was a quick 30-minute hit every week where we talked about the the previous games and the upcoming games and everything. It wasn't too in-depth, but it was still had some some meat on, on the bone with it. 
But ultimately, it didn't leave room for us to really talk about bigger stories. And I think, you tell me, one of the things I love about Jason is that he'll, he'll be quick to argue the point on the other side. I would, don't you think? Yeah, uh, Jason always has a good uh, counterpoint argument yeah. for everything. And I feel like as one of the more centered people at this place, I I like to engage in those discussions with him. And we do that pretty often. Like we have pretty, pretty deep conversations about de- or deep sports things and whatnot. And just like, you know, all these different things that are happening and not just in football, but around all sports. And it really just didn't have a place on the football show specifically. So what we decided to do is make a new show. We're going to call it perpetually correct. And uh, it's going to drop here in the next couple of weeks. And essentially what it's going to be is just like a sports variety show. And we're going to talk about everything that's kind of going on right now, because we have just this revolving door of sports all year long for the most part. And, you know, we, We've been running test episodes and stuff. We talked about the uh, uh, the NHL playoffs. We talked about, um, you know, the NBA playoffs. And we're just going to kind of follow that. And whenever football gets here, we'll talk about football on that show. And we'll probably go a little bit deeper there and kind of just morph it into that. But I think it's going to be kind of an overall good variety show. Dude, that's awesome, man. I mean, uh, and as the playoffs go on, you know, win or lose, if the stars don't even advance, like I always see the NHL playoffs to the end. So I'd love to guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, if you guys talk about it. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, is we we don't have like so we we have Duster Dan who occasionally blogs about hockey and stuff, but we don't really have that arm here too much yet. And I I would anticipate that comes later on. But in the meantime, this is a great avenue for us to be able to talk about it and you oh, know yeah. whatever it's a big thing and and everything else that's going on we'll talk we talked about the magic johnson story last week um yeah there's a lot of different stuff and i think the the goal would be to try to maybe do two of those a week we'll just have to see how that plays out but definitely at least one a week and like i said unfortunately that's rest in peace to between the hashes but i think it's gonna this gives us a better idea of, of what we could bring to the table i think yeah absolutely i mean that's the thing about the nfl season it's always you know, pretty short. Yeah. Uh, there's only so many games, but two, I mean, there's, there's so much more to football to talk about. Like you have the American football league. Yeah. Um, you have, <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon's new the XFL know, dude, the XFL. Dude, yeah. we're going to be all in on the XFL. We're fucking go. I'm, I'm going to paint my body for it. <laughs> <laughs> the we we're supposed to have an XFL team, right? Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. We're going all in. This is already happening. We've okay. already put we're, down money for season tickets. Jason, and I so, have, where are they playing? They're going to play at the old ballpark. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Jason already put down a $50 deposit on XFL season tickets. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, they're gonna. there's no way they're not going to be like $17. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to be super cheap. Sure. It's going to die in a year. We got we to gotta ride it. We got to yeah. ride the wave. Did you watch... Uh, see, I know you probably watched the XFL when it was on originally, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think about you know how they started the game? Like oh, both they had like what one player from each side, and they had to run out to yeah. the fifty yard line, and and they pretty much had the battle for the ball, and Dude, whoever yes. like got the ball. Yeah. Dude, the worst. So yeah, they had their fa- each team's fastest player went and lined yeah. up, and then that's how they decided. the The worst probably omen for the league was whenever they did that on the very first game of the XFL. The very first game, a guy tore his ACL right out of the chute, like literally run. Like they, you know, blew the whistle or whatever for you to run 
towards the football in the very beginning of the game, and he fucking tore an ACL right off the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been an omen for where we were headed. Yeah, that would happen. Dude, and then there were just so many things. Like, Did you watch the ESPN 30 for 30 on that? Oh, yeah. Dude, the, the fact that the gas generators uh, ran out of... That they ran out of uh, gas for the actual television broadcast is just insane to me. Yeah, that's really insane. Do we need to pause? Uh, no, keep going. Okay. Um, we're having, I guess, technical issues here for a second. Awesome, right? Right when we're going the live, uh, the air live. <laughs> it's fine. It's the beauty of it. Yeah, you gotta love the the home studio, right? We always talk about the studio, but we're 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 working out of the house today. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but anyway, so I think like uh, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a great new show. I'm excited for it. We're gonna be covering Definitely. the XFL and all that stuff on it. I'm really, really pumped. So, what else has been going on, man? What have you been watching? Oh, other than sports playoffs, like, such as uh, hockey and everything, uh, I've been watching. Let me think. I've been catching back up on a few TV shows. Okay. Uh, a couple movies. Yeah. What have you been? Uh, any of those? Has anything like stood out to you or anything like that? As far as movies, you know, obviously I watched uh, Green Book, but I had the girlfriend over over the weekend and ended up watching. Uh, so I watched Masterminds. I've never seen that before. Had, oh, okay. Uh, Zach Nakis and Owen Wilson. And uh, I didn't know it was based on a true story. It's supposed to be like the the biggest cash heist ever in history. Really? Of U.S., yeah. And so I think he stole something like $7 million or maybe $17 million in cash. Wow. But it's this guy who worked at, like, Loomis Armored. And this took place back in, like, I think the mid to late 90s and uh, in Florida and got duped by some girl, like, you know, trying to, like, seduce him and, and basically turn him on to the idea of, stealing all this cash for this mysterious shadowy figure played by Owen Wilson. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they made it a big, uh, comedy and it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, watched that, uh, watched a few other movies as well. Uh, there was one movie I watched called I, I can only imagine, okay. uh, which by the lead singer of mercy me, which is a Christian rock band. Yeah. And so, uh, I didn't really know how big of a movie this was. I thought it was like a straight to you know stream release, mm-hmm. but it was something that was uh, produced and, and made a you know had a pretty big production. And they had Dennis Quaid who played his father, and basically it's about the lead singer and his life and what led to him you know writing that song. I can only imagine, which was you know a big hit. And um, there, there was a lot of stuff to it, and that his father was abusive and. But Dennis Quaid played his father was just lights out acting. It was I thought it was going into it going to be like a lifetime movie, but it was it was actually really good. I can't believe I haven't really heard of this. I'm surprised it slipped past our radar. Yeah, well, I mean, most Christian movies, they they get released. They don't really have too much of a staying power in, in theaters. And, you know, a lot of times they just go to independent theaters and then. Uh, like Angelica, and then drop out to Amazon Prime pretty quickly. That's true. Uh, this one apparently stayed in theaters for a little while. Um, okay. But, yeah, so uh, that was pretty good. Um, Holy other than that, shit. What's Hold up? the phone. I'm on Dennis Quaid's IMDb page. Yeah? 
He's about to play Ronald Reagan in a movie. Oh, man. <laughs> My God. Unbelievable. Hmm. I can't even that imagine be- that. Well, he has aged a bit, but yeah, that should be that should be interesting. He's got the, you know, he's got that um that positivity to him. Like he's got that sort of spunk in his step. Uh so I could I could see him pulling that off. Dude, it says it's in pre-production right now. So that they must be just getting ready to film it then, right? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I honestly didn't know he was still like around in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in a few random stuff uh, over the last five, ten years. I couldn't tell you the last thing I saw him in. What was the baseball uh, movie he was in? The not baseball the, movie. Not the rookie, the... Hold on. Oh, God. I remember the rookie. You talk about the one where he's a pitcher? Yeah. No, the rookie. Yeah. Yeah, the rookie. The rookie, yeah. That movie is a classic Disney movie that's 17 hours way too long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just goes yeah. and goes and goes. It was it was really good. Um, let's see, looking at the list, the the one movie that stands out to me that I remember seeing him in the last was probably Pandorum. Did you ever see that? No, what is that? So it came out in 2009. I mean, yeah, Metacritic, whatever. They give it like a 28. I mean, on IMDb, it's got a 6.8 out of 10. I'd say it's probably more on par for like a 7, 7.5. But it's kind of like a sci-fi, psychological horror type thing. Um, and it's about, uh, you know, this this group, this colony uh, that's left Earth going to this other planet. It's supposed to be like Earth 2. And uh, a couple different um, of the crew members wake up from uh, cryo sleep because something happens with their uh, incubator machine. And so they wake up and Dennis Quaid wakes up with them. He's supposed to be the captain or something. And he starts freaking out going psycho. Um, So it, it's, it's really good because there's all of a sudden there's these creatures that have taken over the ship and they're all freaking out. But yeah, Dennis Quaid's in it. Ben Foster is in it. Gives a really good performance. Uh, really good sort of a sci-fi thriller. So let me clear up something. If I'm going to Earth 2, yep. I'm going to have to deal with Dennis Quaid and not Randy Quaid? Yeah. That's a problem. Well, but have you seen what Randy Quaid's been up to lately? Well, yeah. I'm well aware of Canadians, uh, Canada's own Canadian's own, Can, uh, Canada's own Randy Quaid is up to. Uh, you know, fleeing the ta- the the country and not paying his taxes and all of that. Very well aware. But he's still the funnier Quaid. Yeah, he's the funnier Quaid, but he doesn't look the same anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've seen this. I've seen the the picture with the beard and the, the long hair. Yeah, his Why? beard's bigger than Letterman's. Yeah, I don't really care about that, though. He's still Cousin Eddie. Yeah. I mean, with the white shoes and all. But Earth 2... I've got to deal with the lesser Quaid. That's upsetting. Uh, you got to love Cousin Eddie and um, the National Lampoon films. Oh, of course, dude. With the white shoes and everything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anything so I do good. for you, Eddie? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. <laughs> yeah. Get you some more eggnog. Drive you out in the middle of nowhere. Leave you for dead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Literally, the first thing that I texted my little sister this morning is, 
I'm just going to catch it in a coat and smack it with a hammer. <laughs> and she texted nice. me back and just said, where's Eddie? He usually eats these damn things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out, Mary. It's good stuff. But yeah, Gotta man. love that. Interesting. I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know that Dennis Quaid was still popping around. So something that we started watching this past week, we, we're only two episodes into it, but we need to finish it. Uh, it's a thing. It's a show called Murder Mountain on Netflix. Have you heard about this? A little bit about it. Um, what's it about? So essentially, it's about this place in California, nor- way northern California, where all these illegal these. It's like this place where eighty five percent of illegal marijuana is grown throughout the that's distributed to the whole United States. Hmm. And it's about this like backwoods bunch of vandals that have basically just taken the law into their own hands to the point where the police are scared to go into their like area which is quote unquote murder mountain and all these people go in there and fucking disappear and stuff and yeah. nobody ever really knows what happens to them but they're out in the middle of nowhere and all these dangerous conditions and stuff so it's like I mean you put yourself in that that harm's way you know and all this and you're working with drugs you know that are essentially illegal you know and it gets to be this whole thing and so it's about this this all these disappearances and people trying to investigate exactly how this happened or where these people are at it's pretty crazy man wow yeah definitely worth checking out it so far uh, a couple of my buddies have absolutely raved about it for a while so i saw something about it like on friday and by sunday i was already checking it out because i've heard several good things about it there's been a lot of stuff coming out i don't know if you've noticed that the last five years or so i'm you know probably going back to how to make a murder or not how to make a murder but how to get away with murder what no you're thinking of making a murder making a murder you know whatever the whatever the hell the guy's innocent it's on netflix it's on amazon it's it's in your face i mean there's so many different titles of shows and you got stuff on discovery you got fictional stuff on the basic channels and uh, now it seems like there's a lot more stuff coming out in terms of disappearances, um, you know, investigations. And I feel like things are turning back towards unsolved mysteries. I'd like to see unsolved mysteries come back. It is coming back or it's been back. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some new version of it out there. Look that up real quick. It's hmm. definitely out there. Uh, well, the last thing I heard that they were bringing back and has already brought back is the Twilight Zone. Um, which has uh, Jordan Peele hosting it, which is that's pretty good. Um, but as far as Unsolved Mysteries, you know, originally the host was Robert Stack, scariest theme song in the world, probably. Probably, yeah, <laughs> for sure. A lot of music, kid. Uh, it is terrifying. Yeah, but after that, I think, uh, yeah, Dennis Farina ended up hosting oh, it. They brought it back in 2008. Ray Bones? Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, Ray Barboni from Miami? <laughs> yep. That's a get shorty reference, man. Yeah. Dude, what sadly he, Oh, go okay. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say sadly he passed away in 2013. 2013. I, I knew it was relatively within the last probably 10 years. Yeah. I honestly thought it was a little bit longer ago than that, though. Yeah. What were you going to say about him? What do you like about or uh, do you remember Get Shorty much? I remember Get Shorty, but my favorite film that he was in was Snatched. Oh, he was in Snatch, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. He sure was, yep. dude. I, I don't know, though. Get Shorty is a classic for me. It is a movie I absolutely grew up on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Danny DeVito's incredible in that movie, too. Yep. How, did we talk about ranking Danny DeVito movies? N- um, I feel like we did, no. right? 
I don't know if we did. We we definitely brought up. Uh, well, we've had a few Danny DeVito moments. That's for sure. Yeah. No, we definitely talked about because didn't we? Didn't we talk about how nobody ever has hated Danny DeVito? Well, it, it was about three episodes ago, I believe. We we brought up Danny DeVito and just talked about some of our favorite movies. We didn't we, we didn't really rank them per se. We talked about him and we talked about uh, a few other actors as well. Yeah, I would say that's a top five Danny DeVito movie. A lot of people don't know about that movie though. Get Shorty. Oh yeah, I I agree with you on that. Be Cool was an incredible sequel. You can't. It's it's really more of like an offshoot. But that movie is so funny. You know who cracked me up in that was uh, Vince Vaughn. Dude, Vince Vaughn's great. Andre 3000 is great in that movie. Dabu. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Yeah, dude. So many things. The Rock <laughs> is incredible in that movie because that's before he's like built. Yeah, that's a highly underrated movie. I, I need to go back and watch. Dude, I have seen that movie no less than 100 times. You can ask Claire. She's sick yeah. of that movie. She's seen it so many times. <laughs> Because it's one of those that I can put on in the background and just not really pay attention to. And just, dude, listening to Vince Vaughn is so funny in that movie. Oh, yeah, because he's doing like kind of an Eminem impression. But oh, dude, a really, awful. really bad one, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, really bad one. Um, so speaking of top 10, uh, you know, our buddy Kyle Beats posted something. And, man, I, I enjoy Kyle. I, that was great having him on uh, episode 25 with us. Uh, I definitely want to get him back on again, as well as uh, the great Sambino. But yeah, he posted on our website, which uh, you listeners out there haven't checked it out yet. Uh, he's posting a top 10 series. And one of the most recent posts he gave was uh, top 10 comedians. Dude, all these top 10 blogs have been amazing. All of them. Yeah. I disagree with some of them, but. Like what? The the rappers? Oh, yeah, dude. Do you want to break that down real fast before we talk about this? Yeah, let's do that real sure. quick. Let's do that. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. That's what we're doing. Hold on, let me find this. Okay, so this was the top hip-hop albums of the 2000s. So I will tell, I will say that this is not exactly my wheelhouse of rap. Sure. I don't, I didn't really, I was pretty into heavier rock and stuff like that around the time that like Lil Jon and stuff like that was really a popular thing. And so I was a little bit away from rap, but I love 90s rap and I love current like Atlanta rap and stuff like that. We could talk all day about that. We've talked about it before, but I, so this isn't exactly my wheelhouse, but some of these are unbelievable. Uh, like Jay-Z, what, do you have an opinion on Jay-Z? You know, Jay-Z was definitely, uh, I would say he's an entrepreneur that, he, you know, he kind of like bridged 90s rap into 2000 rap. And, yeah. but as far as like what he does nowadays, it's all just about, you know, rapping about the the luxury life and the, yeah. the brand stuff. And the, that's all it is now. It's really weird, dude. It's like rapping about selling real estate. <laughs> it's not really right. hard rap anymore. It's yeah. So I've never really liked him that much to begin with. There's something about maybe it's he's, it's he's a New York rapper. Maybe it's just that I don't. There's just a connection that a lot of people make with him that I don't. And I it's one of those things I want to like him. And there's songs of his I like, but not most of them. I just not most of them. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I don't know much about him in terms of <clears throat> if he produces his own stuff yeah, or he does. any of that. He does. Yeah. He does. Okay. I don't know. It just seems like as far as musical sensibility, mm -hmm. um, you know, comparing him to like uh you know 
Outcast or Kanye or, mm-hmm. or who else does he have on this list? Um, Ghostface okay. Killer. Okay, so these are albums. These aren't necessarily okay rappers. Yeah, but I'm just talking about them in general. Yeah, but you know, comparing them to like Dre, you know, like there's yeah. no way, there's no comparison. No, the other morning I posted that I was listening to The Chronic, and that album came out in like '92, and that album still holds up just as strong today as it ever has. It's yeah. amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely transcendent. Um, so there were things like that that I disagreed on, but. He had a, a couple of Kanye albums on here, College Dropout, Late Registration. Both of those I absolutely agree with. The Stankonia. So Stankonia was great. Outcast was never my jam as much for some reason. I like Outcast just fine. I just talked about how I love Andre 3000. But for whatever reason, I never connected with Outcast as much as a lot of people. I still like it just fine. It's a good album. I see why it's here, and I don't disagree with it necessarily. Sure, it wouldn't yeah, be in yeah. mine, but I get it. Yeah, you know? agreed. Um, the only other thing I saw on here that I really disagreed with is that he called Lil Wayne the Carter two in the top albums. I would say it was the Carter three, man, because like the Carter three was absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah. That had like some absolutely or some absolute bangers on that album. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. You know, it's like everything is subjective. Um, sure. What's the age difference between you and Kyle? A few years. Yeah. So you know, he's he's a little bit younger than us, and. And that, that kind of reflects and it shows with uh, his his choices here. That's true. Uh, Amelie was on that album. Got Money was on that album. Uh, Mr. Carter, Mrs. Officer was awesome. Lil, uh, Lollipop was amazing. Dude, this whole album goes straight, you know, top to bottom. Amazing. I like the Carter too as well, but I just didn't think that it belonged in that list. But let's talk about these comedians real quick. Well, before we get to that real quick, I, I noticed that his honorable mentions, he put the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, I didn't notice it, that, actually. So agree or disagree with that? Dude, I would disagree with that. I d- Would you say the Slim Shady LP was more ground graping? groundbreaking? I would. It put him on the map, but I think overall Marshall Mathers LP has more of a staying power. Yeah, the real Slim Shady was pretty hard to deny. True. My name is was huge though on the Slim Shady. It does, but it, it's all about what has the most depth and the most, you know, what what gets your blood going. For sure, man. I, I think, yeah, then I would say the Marshall Mathers LP was yeah. probably that. That's usually what it comes down. But anyways, yeah, I, I saw that real quick. I was like, I didn't even hmm. notice that. Interesting to put it in his honorable, honorable mentions. Yeah. Anyways, sure. let's move on to comedians. Dude, I can't believe he didn't have Flint Biscuit, chocolate starfish, and hot dog flavored water on here. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck that guy, dude! What did you did you ever get into the the metal rap thing for a second? No, no. You know, I when Kid Rock came out, I was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. But then after like the second time I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I liked Limp Bizkit kinda a like lot. Like another band, do what? Kind of like another band that was popular at that time. Oh, Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh, fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck those guys. I I feel like though that. It was 
it was just a really weird crux of music where like rap was popular and rock was popular and we couldn't really make that distinction. So then Fred Durst like burst onto the scene and like there's yeah. dude, there's some bangers on the Chocolate Starfish album if you go back and listen to it that's actually just hard rock stuff. Like uh Oh sure. Remember when they did the Mission Impossible theme? That was the most yeah. badass th- theme they ever did for that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um and and two, you know, it's just like uh yeah, their their music was great. The guitar was great. It's just as soon as Fred Durst opened his mouth, I was like, "And I'm done." Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It was really bad. Did you, did you ever listen to him uh guest with Stained and yeah. they were uh when they, they did the other side. The other side? Yeah. Yeah. And they start starts performing and and you know, like uh the song's going great and he's just like Oh hell, come on, y'all. Oh it's like, dude, shut yes. The fuck up, man. Dude, what the hell happened to Aaron Lewis? How did he end up as a country star? Well, so he's yeah, he's a country star, but he's going back through and he's he's performing like his whole whole catalog. Uh and this happened recently. He's been touring some like clubs that fit maybe like two thousand people or something, but they're selling pretty good. And uh wish I had brought uh, audio clip here but anyways he performed recently somewhere uh like a month ago and was telling people to shut the hell up hmm. he was trying to play like his his last two songs on his set and people were just talking in the crowd and he was just like he's like i'm not gonna play if you guys don't shut the fuck up what a diva just play yeah, yeah. and then he started playing again and then they they wouldn't shut me he's like okay i'm done see you guys and they start booing him wow <laughs> good for them booing their dicks yeah. off at him i love it as, right. as they should be, but like, dude, Stained was awesome. Did you ever like Stained? Yeah, I like Stained. Dude, Stained around like uh, 14 Shades of Grey. The album before that, though, was Break the Cycle. was an incredible album. And they kind of yeah. tailed off there at the end, but I, dude, I don't know. I only recently found out that he's doing like country music now. I saw him one time at Nokia Live, if you remember that place. Oh, yeah. Is that like Verizon now? Is that what that is? So interesting you brought that up. It it changed to Verizon. It was Verizon for a while. And now it's just called, I think it's just called Live Theater. Like, that's all it's called now. Interesting. I got some email from them the other day. I'm like, who is this? Yeah, interesting. Well, it was Nokia Live at that time. And it was literally him and an acoustic guitar. And he was playing Stain songs. And, dude, it was so awesome. It was one of the better concerts I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, he's really good. I mean, they really focus in on the sound, so you can't really knock him for that. Uh, might be a bit of a diva like some other lead singers out there. But, sure. uh, you know, but going back to Limp Bizkit real quick, you know, the reason why, like, that Mission Possible song was good and, and just a lot of the music was good, I, I totally forgot his name, but it's uh, Wes Borland. Dude, yes. Uh, he was the lead guitar player, and that dude is sick. Yeah. Um, he ended up creating his own group which I'll look up here real quick. Yeah, I forget but, what they were called. I, I feel like yeah. I used to listen to them. Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, a lot of interesting vibes and stuff, and the guy has a really distinct uh, voice as well. Uh, I'll look that up real quick. Yeah, uh, I think Limp Biscuit was just a confusing time overall. Um, I mean, there were no... I mean, there yeah. were... Do what? Yeah, I said you could say that. Yeah, for sure. There were a lot of bands and musicians trying to find their place i mean look at creed for god's sakes <laughs> i don't want to and nickelback came from that i mean come on Ugh, nickelback's the worst 
Dude, remember when I got thrown out of a bar for screaming about how much I hate Nickelback? Yeah. <laughs> that was one classic. Of my, dude, classic. Yeah, they were doing karaoke, and some guy got up there to sing it, and I was just booing my absolute dick off, and they were like, okay, you're out of here, pal. <laughs> so West Borland's band's name is Blacklight Burns, uh, American industrial rock band. Definitely check them out. Pretty good. But yeah, one of my favorite Nickelback videos out there is them performing live in like Sao Paulo, Brazil, mm-hmm. and they're at some rock festival. I think I showed you this video, and all the crowd started throwing rocks at them. Oh, my and, God. And all of a sudden, you see the rock. Like, like the, the lead singer stops the music and is like, Are you guys out there want to listen to some real rock and roll? And all of a sudden, you see this rock just hit him and his long hair just like flies up. And he's like, Okay, we're out of here. Fuck you guys. We're done. <laughs> and they keep throwing rocks hitting him. And then the, the drummer stands up and just flips them off and they walk off stage. It's on YouTube. It's oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, it's just it like me, we makes we, me br- laugh. we brought it up earlier. It's just like the smash mouth with the bread thing. Yeah, with the bread. Was it bread? <laughs> Wasn't it bread? Yeah, it was bread. Yeah. You want to fight me? Dude, Come on, bro. You want to fight me? What a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Those people yeah. cannot win with me on Twitter either. And I love it. I love every second of it. I fucking body bag them every single time I get an opportunity to. Oh, yeah. And you know, how I, I don't tend to go after people that much, but fuck those guys. Those guys end up being involved in my life far more than I want them to. Yep. We got sidetracked and tangented away from Kyle's blog again, talking about Limp hey, Bizkit. It's all, it's all good, man. Dude, you Lim- know, we get talk music. The chocolate starfish will take you down that road. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Sounds like something Kyle Vegas would say. Dude, Vegas Kyle is still scared <laughs> of those things I painted on his wall. Still scared of them. That's such a great story. Dude, I thought you were going to piss yourself laughing so hard when I told you that story about us painting in the, with the glow-in-the-dark paint on his wall. Oh, man. And finding For our all listeners the- out there that did not hear the story, I think it was episode 24. Yeah. Uh, in the title, it's it contains college stories. Definitely check it out. We had a ball on that episode. That was one of our most listened-to episodes we've ever had. Really? Yeah, wow. dude. People, people, you start telling stories about scaring the living daylights out of your college roommate. Yeah, people are going to listen. So great. And I'm pretty sure that we touched on my my office that was inside my closet, too, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. That was awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, this this Kyle blog about top stand-up comedians. All of mm-hmm. these I agreed with, I think. What, we'll, we'll go, we'll kind of break them down one by one. But sure. did anything stand out to you right away? Right away. I mean, I, I saw his little uh, entry into it, but uh, yeah, uh, the first one he listed was Dave Chappelle. I mean, that's all I needed to see. I'm like, okay, this guy knows his comedians. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that his for his favorite performance slash tour performance was killing them softly. I mean, that's just the right answer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the one in San Francisco, right? Yeah, that thing has me doubled over laughing all the time still like to this day I, th- I still think that show's equally as funny as i as it was when i first start when i watched it the first time and i'm not a big stand-up guy as you know yeah i like it when he's talking about like he listens to the police scanner and all of a sudden hears calling all cars calling all cars looking for a blackmail between the height of four seven and seven five <laughs> yeah. he's like oh staying in the crib tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah, man, so all great. of it is just classic. And honestly, he's just as funny as he used to be now. It's just a little bit different. 
has a different. It's different because he's older, you know. But his his uh, the one thing I forgot to tell Kyle about uh, his post he should have included was on Netflix. You know, one of his Netflix specials that came out. Yeah, the irony of Dave Chappelle walking away from the Chappelle show. I think they were they were going to offer him like, what was it like? 10 million, 15 Dude, it was million. stupid money. It was like the most, yeah. most guaranteed money of all time at in like time. a show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like 10 or 15 million. Well, with the, the Netflix stand up specials that he did, the three that he did um, over the last couple of years, uh, basically in that contract, he made exactly that amount. So it's like he was able to laugh in the faces of those execs and be like, yeah, see, I walked away from it. Still worked out later on. Yeah. But yeah, he's great. He's one he walked away from a fifty-five million dollar deal. Fifty-five, yeah. yeah. So he he earned a total of fifty-five million with the Netflix specials and got an Emmy for it. Dude, and good on him. They were hilarious. Yep. The only problem was I'd already seen him lo- like I'd already seen him live and seen those a lot of those bits already. Oh yeah, but that's not his fault. Is it my fault? <laughs> No, but you know that, that's how it is. They 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 tour. They start to you know it might be a little bit different, but yeah. I I haven't found someone to blame yet. That's that's upsetting to me. I feel like we need to solve this. <laughs> Whose fault is this? <laughs> uh, let's bl- let's blame it on Claire. Uh, no, I think this is Ben's fault. <laughs> oh, it's Ben. Or it's yeah, an yeah. Inter- it's an intern thing. I don't know. One of the two. It's always Ben's fault. Yeah, we'll go with Ben on this one. Uh, so what about you? What about what, what jumped out on the list, dude? So. Going on down, Jerry Seinfeld was next. Strong agree. Dude, so I actually have seen Jerry Seinfeld live before. Really? Dude, he... How many times? uh, Twice. And the first time I saw him, it was at Fair Park in Dallas. So think about that. And I was literally in, in a seat that the back of it was up against the wall. So we're talking like in the back, 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 back kind of thing so that like fair park dallas where the orchestra pr- plays and all that stuff? correct yes okay and so i saw him there and i uh i was probably like uh, 19 20 something like that wow and then i saw him again when i was probably 23 or 24 something like that i don't even really remember where i saw him the second time but I saw him a second time when I was about 23, 24. It was only a few years later. And I'm damn glad that I did. He did a tour back through here not that long ago. And I was looking He's at what... one again. Yeah, I was looking at what tickets would cost. They were like 300 bucks a pop for the very back, man. And like, I uh, couldn't really do it. I've seen him before, you know? So I love Jerry. But to me, the longer that I've gotten to know like more about Larry David, it's so much observational humor that I look towards Larry. And Jerry has a better delivery for it. You know what I mean? They just they click really well that way. Yeah, I agree. So I absolutely agreed with this. If you do ever get the chance, dude, you got to do it. It's absolutely incredible. You got to go see him. And so, yeah, I mean, I saw he's coming back over to Windstar, but I don't know if I'm going to shell out 300 per ticket. Well, Um, we'll have to see what it looks like at Windstar. Dude, if it's reasonable, I'll do it. I'll absolutely drive up there with you. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Richard Uh, Pryor was on here. That was mm-hmm. that was a slam dunk. I thought. What do you think there? Oh yeah, I agree, man. Uh, he's he was hilarious. Yeah, and then after that was Eddie Murphy, dude. Eddie Murphy's a genius. <laughs> Eddie Murphy raw, man. That's classic. Could we do a live watch of Bowfinger? Hell yeah, dude. Bowfinger. We talk about Bowfinger a lot on this show, and I'm glad. I don't. I'm not 
afraid to back down from Bowfinger. That movie's a classic. The fact that Steve Martin has a fake ponytail the whole movie and then just all of a sudden just rips it off at one point whenever it's convenient for him is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. But uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy's one of those that, man, I wish he would come back to stand up um, yeah. so bad. I think that he just knows what his lane is. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not that anymore. It's really not. His, I mean, doing a bunch of Dr. Doolittle movies as funny as those movies are, it's a, it's a weird thing for your acting career. He did a uh, he did a real serious movie uh, a couple of years ago. Um, let me check on that real quick. And it, it got a really uh, a lot of good reviews. I might check it out uh, sometime over the weekend. It was called Mr. Church. Yeah, okay. it came out in 2016. And uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, it was, it was just one of his real serious type roles, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I just wish he would get out of acting, get back to stand up. To be honest, uh, has he? Other than that, I don't know if he's been in anything that I could remember in the last any. Recently. No, um, I know he does more like voiceover work now than anything else. Yeah, you know, you had the Shrek movies and stuff, and uh, he yeah he, didn't he voice. Yeah, the donkey. donkey. Yeah. Okay. Dude, how I, can... I can never keep up with the animated films because you have like Chris Rock for Dude, this know, and yeah. Eddie Murphy for that. And yeah. Dude, how can we get into voiceover work? That seems like a an easy payday. So I, I have a friend who does that and she moved up to New York and does like some sort of real big Star Wars animated cartoon or whatever. But yeah, that would be the dream job, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we're doing, except for you know, put our voices on a donkey or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hope we could get that kind of animation going here in the next five or so years. Could Dude, you imagine like a donkey it. sitting at a news desk with my voice giving the news? That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. What what animal would Ben be? <laughs> oh my God. Uh well, this gets tricky just given that he's a vegetarian. I don't know. I think we should let Ben answer this question first okay and then we can we can debate i think we need i think we should do everybody let's let's do everybody as, as an animal if we were going to put them on the screen as a green screen and, and do the shows what would they be we'll, we'll go through that and we'll, we'll bring that back next time how about that yeah that sounds good yeah i think that'll be good um we'll move on with the list a little bit george carlin was on here yep i like george carlin just fine i'm not the biggest fan of his humor but i get why he's on the list yeah i do too i mean it was you know at the the time and you know he's he's just one of those important figureheads for stand-up comedy so yeah cat williams is on here i'm not the biggest cat williams guy i'm not the biggest cat williams guy but i finally sat down and watched some of the stand-ups a few years ago because one of my friends is really into him i'm like okay i'll give this a chance had some beers Man, I was laughing my ass off. Oh, I'm not. I don't disparage him at all. I think he was yeah. brilliant and uh, very. A lot of, a lot of, he's really good at physical humor. Yes, he yeah. led the way in that observational type space, but like with physical type traits to it. You know, I thought but Chris... I got. A... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna. Uh, I got. I got to say, I, I love how Kyle started off with, even though he's been beaten up by middle schoolers. <laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah, lest we not forget that. Correct. Pretty, pretty incredible. 
What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say Chris Rock was next on that list. I the, uh, Nothing really needs to be said about that, honestly. I mean, that's a given. Agree. I wish he were still doing stand-up and not voiceover work, too. Yeah, didn't he come back and do a tour like five, ten years ago? I'm not sure. Maybe. I didn't live was, in civilization. Somewhere he was like live in Madison Square Garden or something on HBO, like 2010, mm. 2012, something like that. Gotcha. Well... That kind of leads into the next one, Robin Williams. That's that's not oh, probably yeah. number one on my list. Uh, I didn't ever really watch as much of his stand-up comedy, though. I watched, like, Bork and Mindy. I love that show. There's a lot of his work that I've enjoyed, and I've watched a little bit of his stand-up. Dude, Rob, uh, Robin Williams Live on Broadway is the one of the funniest things out there. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Didn't he have one called like Weapon of Mass Destruction? Yeah, that was like the follow up one. That one was after his like heart surgery and stuff. Not as funny as Live on Broadway. Okay. Because Live on Broadway was probably a year or two after 9 11. Mm-hmm. And man, he just goes to town on terrorists and all this. It's, I mean, he just moves a mile a minute the entire time and it's a whole two I'll hours. Have to check it out. It's so funny, dude. Even. The jokes even today will land so hard because the way he uses metaphors and as animated as he is. I mean, he is just literally going nonstop action the entire thing. Two hours. It's crazy. You you think yeah. he did all the cocaine in the world. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's... He might have. It may be, but it's it's wild. Uh, next on the list was Louis C.K. I don't... I like Louis' show better than I like his stand-up, but I think that's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing because uh, his his you know both inform the other right. Yeah. So they're kind of interchangeable. Um. Yeah. There's a few of his stand-ups in the past that just cracked me up. I I used to listen to him a lot on road trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the best things to do ever is just listen to stand-up while you're on a road trip. It is. It's definitely. But, Agreed. You know, he's uh, he's kind of fallen out of the graces uh, and for good reason yeah. um, over the last several years. He'll be back. The, dude, the thing is, like, he was very open about all that. And all of a sudden, everybody got offended. <laughs> it's like, I mean, have you ever watched the show? Like, it's all of that stuff all the time. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it was observational stuff. And, you know, he, he tried coming back, did a small set, you know, somewhere in New York, uh, like a few months back. Yeah. And then he started talking about, you know, the kids that go to uh, that high school that had the shooting and stuff and said some like real insensitive stuff about that. And I'm like, like, OK, man, like now he's starting to get into Michael Richards territory. Oh, and I don't know if you want to do that. I. Dude, I'm just a pretty big... I'm not saying he's there, but he's he's stepping towards it. So he actually did that set at the Comedy Cellar, by the way. Yeah. In New York. Yeah, but I just... As a general rule, it just things have become so soft. And man, like, I'm... A, we've talked about this. We don't talk about politics at all, and I, we don't talk about those kinds of views or anything like that. But man, like, I'm the first to stand up for injustices. I mean, I'll take people down on the train... You know, I'll, I'll do anything I need to do to make sure that people don't get run over and taken advantage of. Like, I feel for people more than most. But, and it, I re- also realize that it doesn't come off that way typically 99% of the time because, you know, I'm kind of a prick to deal with a lot. I get it. But at the same time, like, I just feel like we've become so soft about so- certain things. And it's like, he was very open about all this stuff and... 
it just he got caught up in a storm of like all that me too stuff and i'm not invalidating any of that but it felt like a little bit overblown yeah yeah a little bit uh but it's not like he weinsteined anybody yeah <laughs> i mean you know I, well, I don't know what he did but anyways yeah he's I, I would i would say i don't know about top 10 i maybe put him top 15 yeah uh, i'd say honorable mention for sure uh, and the last one was Jim Gaffigan. I didn't have any problem with it. That guy's funny as hell. Yeah, he's really funny. Uh, you know, and when it comes to like clean comedy, uh, people out there that don't want to hear the f bombs and stuff. I mean, that's where Jim comes in. You know, he's yeah. that everyday dad buffoon, and it's hilarious. Dude, he's absolutely hysterical in his role on that '70s show as Roy. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. That the he's like Hyde's boss at the hotel, and yep. remember that. Uh, Whenever they were like going back and forth, and I think it was Hyde shot uh, Kelso with the with the hose or whatever, and Roy was like, "Oh, do me, do me," and he just like walks away from it, and he just turns it on himself and does it real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, dude. So yep. weird. Yeah the uh, the first stand up I saw him do was Beyond the Pale on uh, Comedy Central. Really? And, yeah, I would definitely say that's that's the funniest one. He talks about hotel pools and hot tubs and that kind of stuff. And and then mm. talk, just talks about like life with his kids. And, and uh, I think that's the one where he talks about, you know, if Jesus was a carpenter, was he, was he a good carpenter? Was he <laughs> you know, it's just like a bunch of things. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I remember that one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like this list. He's going to keep doing them. He's got more of them coming. There's already one in the pipeline for Monday. So everybody needs to be look on the lookout for that. Since bluelab.com. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to get out of here. We want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at Sensibly Loud on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook. Make sure to give us a call. We want to hear your uh, thoughts and opinions about things we to talk. We should talk about on the show. That's 972-885-9361. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's uh, right there on the screen. Again, that's 972-885-9361. Call, give us a call. We want to hear what you have to say. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.